Hey, everybody, real quick, before you listen to this next podcast, and no, this is not an ad. This is just a disclaimer for something that I talk about in the podcast. And I, I need you to understand that the scenarios that I go through are hypothetical. And I also need you to understand that it's, it has nothing to do with, uh, and you'll know what I'm talking about when once you listen to the podcast, but um, it's not about wishing certain people weren't in your life anymore or you had never met or you never had these kids or you'd never done this or never met this person. It has nothing to do with that. Uh, the whole point of it is, is to show two different scenarios, one following God and his will and one following your own will. Uh, that's the whole point and how you can affect other lives and, and, and infect other lives uh, if you try to do it on your own, which I have in the past. So um, that, that's all it is. It's, it's just showing you that there's two paths um, to happiness and, 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 you know, fulfillness and all this different things. And it's always in God. It's always in Jesus. Um, but how you take that path, you know, what path you take is, is up to you. That's what free will is all about. So, uh, I know some people are going to take it the wrong way if they hear it. Uh, I can't do anything about that, but you know, it is what it is. I just want to put that disclaimer out there before you listen to the show that it has nothing to do with, uh, people in the, the scenario, the people in the scenario, it has nothing to do with the other people in their lives it has you know, because they made the choices they made and that's that, you know, it has nothing to do with wishing people away or, or anything to, to that nature, even though I know some people are going to take it that way, no matter what I say, and there's nothing I can do about it. So there you have it. Enjoy the podcast. Enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday. And we'll talk to you again real, real soon. What's up, everybody? Hey, I made it. I made another episode before the Thanksgiving holiday. Believe it or not, I actually followed through. So, uh, welcome each and every one of you. Before you sit down to your Thanksgiving dinner or lunch or however you're going to be celebrating this holiday, this man made holiday, of course, we all know what Thanksgiving is supposed to be about and all that good stuff. But I think a majority of people now use it as um, a reason not to work. You know, you get a few a couple of days off and, and you also get to spend time with family and friends that you might not normally see on a regular basis. So I hope all of you have an enjoyable holiday, no matter what you're doing. And remember, there's always people out there that are alone during times like this. Just keep those people in mind. Um, the reason for this particular podcast, this would be episode number 21. And uh, I want to tell you what I'm thankful for, and I also want to share with you what, um, why I'm thankful. And also, I want to share with you two scenarios. And I'll, I, it's going to be the same, we're talking about the same character, same person, with two different scenarios. One scenario is going to be, um, this person follows their own will, follows the world, follows everything but what God wanted them to do. 
The second scenario is going to be what God could have done for this person and how this person's life could have turned out if he would have just listened to God and done what God wanted him to do, like the purpose. So, so two different scenarios. Gonna be it's gonna be the same character, same person. I'll just he. I'll just use he because it's just easier and it's gonna come out anyway. I have to use something. I'm also gonna be reading a little bit of Romans because we're gonna, you know, I'm gonna start this off by saying number one, first thing I'm most thankful for in my life is Jesus Christ. I'm thankful that Jesus was sent here to die for my sins because I am a filthy, dirty sinner. I am uh, as far from per- perfect as you could possibly get. And I don't deserve anything good that's happened in my life. But because God does love each and every one of us, no matter what your preferences in life are, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, God still loves you. And you are offered the exact same thing that I was offered and that many other people that believed in Jesus Christ believe in Jesus Christ. You're, you're offered the same deal. Same deal. There is no difference between the deal that I took and the deal that you can take. That deal is believe Jesus Christ. You believe that Jesus came to earth. He was sent to earth. God in human form to die for our sins. He conquered Satan. He's already won the war. War is over. It's all just playing out now. But it was already won. As soon as he died for all of our sins, and then he rose again on the third day, ascended into heaven, and he's coming back. He's coming back for all of us the dead and the living. Those that died in Christ and those that are living for Christ. He's coming back for us. He's going he's gonna to save us. Well, he already saved us when he died on the cross. He are, he, we're saved now. But he's going to come back for us. And he's going to make Satan and his the the many the the multitudes of evil people and, and evil things in this world, whether it be spirits or whether it be demons, whatever it is, they're all getting tossed into the lake of fire. And and we get to live with God in heaven. So I am thankful for Jesus Christ. Because without Jesus, I certainly don't even del- I don't even delete I don't even deserve to talk about God or talk about Jesus. I haven't read the whole Bible. I don't read God's word like I should. Well, let's just, I, I, I want to start. I, I've talked about a lot of the bad things I've done. So I'm going to start. This is Romans 1, uh, verses 17 through 32. So Romans 1, verses 17 through 32. If, if you want to follow along, you know, follow along or, or open up your Bible and, and, and check this out for yourself. You could read the whole, you know, this isn't, I'm not starting at verse one. This is written by Paul. And, uh, I want you to see 
I guess what it it, ex, it explains some of the things, some of the sin, you know, the sinners, you know, what 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 we do, what we've done, and this is why we don't deserve heaven. This is why we all deserve hell. This is why we're all sinners. And that's why it should make you even more thankful for Jesus, because if it wasn't for Jesus, we would endure God's wrath, period. God's wrath is coming. Trust me. There's no way around it. It's coming. All those out there that think that God doesn't exist, or you think that uh, it's all garbage, or you think that all religion is so-and-so, it's such-and-such, and, and all these different opinions and all these different people, evil, good, doesn't matter. They're all going to be kneeling before God someday. Someday. So just keep that in mind. It doesn't matter what you believe. It doesn't matter what you think of me. It doesn't matter what you think of what I'm saying. It has nothing to do with it. All of us will kneel before God someday, and we will all have to answer for what we've done. And the only way that you're going to make it past that day and not die for a second time is the first time, you know, you die, second death is it. Second death is hell. The only way you're not going to meet that or, or get to the, you know, end up in hell or lake of fire, however you want to put it, is to believe in Jesus Christ. That's the only way. Doesn't matter how great a person you are, doesn't matter how nice you are and how calm and how much you do for the church or how much you do for the homeless or how much you do for anybody out there, doesn't matter how much money you tithe, it doesn't matter how much land you owned or how much uh, how many football teams you own or how many cars you have or how how great you look, how physically fit you are, none of that's going to matter at all. Your belief in Jesus Christ is the only way, period. And I am very thankful. I am most thankful for that over anything else because despite me, despite everything I've done in my life, despite what kind of person I am, and this, despite all the sins that I still commit to this very day, God loves me. And Jesus, because I believe in him, those sins will be forgiven. Sins that I haven't even committed yet are forgiven. So I want to read now Romans uh, 1, 17 through 32. These are some of the things, some of the bad stuff. Just listen closely. Not pointing fingers or anything like that because we're all sinners. Uh, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. By faith, not by works. By faith, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath shown it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. 
Now, if I'm not mistaken, well, I'm, I'm not going to get into that. Um, I was going to, because it sound that sounds like the Jewish people. It, it, it sounds, because I, I think there's some people that argue that Romans was written for the Jews and not for the Gentiles, but I think, but I, I just, it might, might've been written about the Jews, but I think it, it applies to all of us. It applies to, applies to all of God's children because we're all guilty. All of us are guilty. Uh, where am I at? Uh, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made uh, like to a corruptible man and to birds and to four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound familiar? What's going on right now? See, it ain't just about the old times, not just about the Jews. This has a lot to do with the Gentiles. It also sounds a lot like what's going on right now. Uh, for this cause, God gave them up into vile affections for even their women did change the natural use into that, which is against nature. That is, you know, talking about, the obvious lesbians, transsexual. Um, he allows them because they choose that and they go after that. He's just going to allow you to do it. He, he's done it to me as far, you know, other sins and, you know, my sexual addiction. He gave me up and, and let me, you know, all the other addictions I've had or all the other things I've done in my life. He gave me up and, and let me, he, here you go. You want that? It's all yours, buddy. You just enjoy that. And I did not. Thought I did, I didn't. And these people are the same. And we're supposed to love everybody. We're supposed to love these people. Because only love will bring them back to Jesus or bring them to Jesus to begin with. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their own lust, or burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, uh, malignity, I guess is the, how that said, uh, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, uh, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. What are we seeing now? Kids have never been more disobedient and unthankful and disrespectful in the entire history of the world. It's ridiculous. Uh, without understanding, covenant breakers, without a natural affection, implacable, uh, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God that they, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them. So they not only know that it's, it's going against God's word, and I, I've seen this myself personally. Unfortunately, I've also got it in my family. They know that it's against God's word, and they do it anyway, and they take pleasure in it. 
This is what's going to happen also. Uh, the last two podcasts talking about the rapture, what's going to happen if it doesn't happen, what's going to happen if it does happen. During that tribulation period, you're going to see us if, if, if the rapture, the pre-tribulation rapture happens and all the people are yanked out here, all the Christians are yanked out, what do you think is going to happen? What I just read, all of that is it's going to be out Sodom and Gomorrah all over again. It's going to be bad. It's going to be real bad. It, it's already getting close to Sodom and Gomorrah now. I mean, it's never been easier to, to view pornography. I mean, it's free. You don't have to pay for it anymore. If you're paying for it, you're getting ripped off. And unfortunately, there's a lot of us out here that have addictions, and, and, and we fight this battle every single day. We're all sinners, and, 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 and just reading that is a reminder of how horrible of people we, we can be and that we are, and if it wasn't for Jesus, we would be in bad shape, really bad shape. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. I don't want to get to read uh, Bible verses that much on the podcast because, again, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a teacher. I'm not any of that. I don't deserve to even talk about God, but I'm going to. And, and because I want you to know, this, the whole point of Broken Man Podcast is, is to show you that you're not alone. If you, think, if you feel left out by the church or you feel left out by uh, other people and organizations and stuff like that because you don't act the right way and you don't dress the right way, um, or maybe you're feeling peer pressure from other people, from friends and family to believe a certain way. I want you to know that you're not alone. I felt all of that. And I'm also a horrible sinner. If you're a bad sinner and you still, you know, you believe in Jesus Christ, you know, it, it, there's people out there, there's churches and there and preachers and pastors and, and, and all kinds of priests and stuff that'll tell you that you, you're not saved because you still sin. Because, you know, once you get really saved, then you're not going to sin anymore. That's garbage. That's complete garbage, and it's a lie. It's false prophets spewing garbage out of their mouth. You will continue to sin every single day. It will be a battle. As soon as you're saved, you will be fighting the war you, you can't even imagine. It's not easy. There are some people that do end up in easier circumstances. But for the most part, we're all fighting. Every single day I wake up, I'm fighting. I go to bed, I'm fighting. I'm fighting at work. I'm fighting at home. I'm fighting everywhere. I, want, I just wanted to get that out there. You know, I want to at least give some kind of scripture, um, you know, something out there. That, that's the reason I'm, I'm thankful for Jesus is because some of the stuff I just read right there. We're, we're, we're spitting in God's face. You know, maybe not us, but I mean, there's people that will literally spit in God's face. They will shake their fist. They're going to be mad, you know, and they're going to hate God no matter what happens because they're going to blame everybody else and God for everything bad in their life. And you got to understand, no matter what situation you can throw at me, there's always an answer as to why that bad thing happened, and it comes from mankind. Period. Don't come at me with why does God let bad things happen to good people? Why does God let 
look, if you don't understand free will and you don't understand how we should be accepting accountability for our actions, and that's where a majority of people screw up in life. They refuse to accept accountability. They refuse to look in the mirror. And, and let me tell you, from, from firsthand knowledge and, and doing it myself, it is hard. I sat in this living room with a gun close by because I had realized one night just how horrible of a person I had been. And thank God, Jesus saved me from, from that night. He saved me from myself. And every day I'm trying to look at, you know, I know I don't deserve salvation. I don't deserve God's love, but he's given it to me anyway. Despite everything I just read, all those, everybody that, that experienced that when, when the times were happening, and even now, everybody that, that does any of that stuff can be saved. They can be rescued. They can still come to Jesus. It's still possible. That's just a short list of sins. There's a bunch more out there. So I want to do this scenario for you. And I, I'll try to keep it as short as possible because you know how I am. I like to ramble. It's already been 20 minutes. And uh, I, I, I'm trying to... <laughs> I don't want to go too long. I don't want to take up too much of your time this holiday season. But uh, so I'm going to give this scenario, okay? There's this young boy, and he gets saved uh, at a young age, around 12, 13 years old. And uh, just to throw it in there, because it's going to make more sense when I flip to the other scenario, uh, there's also a young girl. Uh, a little bit younger, maybe a year younger than this boy, also gets saved at the same time, gets baptized at the same time, same location, everything. And this young boy, I'm not going to get into as much into her life because uh, her life is her life. You know, she's she's uh, what she's experienced is her experience, and this. Uh, you know, I'm only looking at it from the boy's point of view. Okay. So this boy has been touched, not physically, don't even go there, uh, has been, uh, the Holy Spirit has convicted him to give his life over to Jesus. And he gets baptized and, you know, everything, everything's good for a bit, for a little bit. And then due to family circumstances, there's a lot of things that happen. Um, some really bad involving abuse and, and uh, alcoholism. And uh, this, this, this boy, as he's growing, he starts getting um, more interested in other things like girls and other things. Because he has a sexual problem sexual addiction problem. And he's just looking to satisfy that sexual lust. He's, he's a very lustful person. And he does a lot of things out of spite. He, he, he does a lot of things, uh, 
because you know he 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 doesn't like people because they have things that he doesn't have. Um, he's constantly bouncing. He's so needy. He just he just need he'll see something and then he'll need he'll see a couple or something they're together and he needs that in his life and uh, didn't have a very good home life growing up and you know uh, moved around a lot and stuff like that. Never really had those. Uh, for people that have stayed in one spot most of their life, he'll never have those lifelong friends. So he's got some issues, right? But the day he gave his heart to God, it should have, if he would have done the correct, made the correct moves, he wouldn't have had to experience what is coming in his life. What is coming in his life is failed relationship after failed relationship because he decided it's time to get away from his little small town he lives in. And he doesn't want to be stuck there, quote unquote stuck. I'm doing quotations right now. I know you can't see it. He's stuck. He feels stuck. So he's got to get out. Um, Failed marriage after failed marriage. Finally ends up having kids uh, in another failed marriage and fails as a parent as well. Fell as a, failed as a, a husband several times over, failed as a parent, failed as a friend. He's all, in, and the thing about it is he's always been looking for something that's been missing. Even though. He had this missing piece, and God handed him something to fill it with, which was the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ. But he had to do it on his own. He chose the world. He chose the lustful world instead of the other path. And now he's got kids that have issues, major problems, um, you know, failed everything, all kinds of failed relationships, financial issues, sex addiction, addictions that 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 sexual addiction that grew or that started young has grown. You know, grew into something much bigger and affected completely affected other relationships and other lives. You know, there's 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 probably it's uncountable how many people whose lives he affected. It wasn't just his life. He affected the wives. He affected their families. He affected kids involved. He affected uh, friends. Or I should say infected. He infected all these people. He was miserable. He had no idea that what he was looking for was already put in place by God. So let's flip to the other scenario. The other scenario, this young boy gets baptized, saved, baptized. This young girl also gets saved and baptized. And by the way, I'm coming back to the other scenario because it it'll trust me, it'll make sense. 
So they get they both get baptized. During the high school years, these two, they're very much alike. They're much alike in the sense that they're kind of loner, not really loners, but they are quiet. They're quiet. They're both quiet. Uh, they both are, well, I guess they're quiet, but they can be riled up, you know, but um, they both have very similar interests, but they didn't even know in the other scenario. They had no idea because the young boy ran off and he was trying to find the, uh, you know, something else. He was trying to find sex and he was trying to find other stuff. And, you know, there's, he was looking for all kinds of crap except for who God meant for him. They develop a bond, a friendship in high school. They maybe they date. They never get into sex or anything like that. They actually have a very strong friendship. And they do date. Maybe they kiss and stuff, you know, little stuff like that. And then after high school, maybe they both go to the same college, you know, local college or whatever. It just, that bond gets stronger and stronger. They're in church together. They read the Bible together. They do all these different things together, and they're, they're super close. Basically, they're letting God run the relationship. They both get decent jobs, careers, whatever you want to call it. They stay home, though. They stay close to home. If, if not in home, you know, they stay close to home. And then they get to a point in their lives where it's time to get married. Now, keep in mind, they still haven't had sex up to this point. They, you know, they're still being as godly as they possibly can. They're following the Bible. They're following the way God outlines how a married couple should be, how they should act, you know, or a couple and then get married. So they, they get married. They end up having a nice family. Doesn't matter how many kids or anything. It's, it doesn't, that's not the point. The kids are well-adjusted. There's no depression because God had filled that hole and, and he had let God fill that hole, that, that void, instead of trying to fill it himself. And then this couple, they're together for years. They get to see their kids grow up. They get to see their grandkids. They both have careers. They retire. They're happy. I mean, they sit on the porch and hold hands and they, you know, they don't need bars and they don't need clubs and they don't need they get to go and see things vacate you know see what god god's world out here that he laid out for us to see you know they get to do all of that stuff and 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 they're still together after years and years and years and they don't even look at other people they just they love each other so intently it's 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 indescribable. Now they're going to have their argument. I'm not saying this is the perfect scenario. I'm, they're going to have their arguments and stuff, but they know they don't go to bed mad as the Bible tells us to. You don't go to bed mad. You tell each other you love you and, and you know, all these different things. You, 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 you raise your kids biblically as biblically as you possibly can in this world. Oh, excuse me. In this world, um, you do everything you possibly can. And, 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 the life is so much better. I mean, who knows? Maybe this guy became a preacher or at least involved in a church in, in, in some way, shape, or form. 
Maybe he does a podcast. Maybe, maybe they do some other thing, YouTube videos or, you know, whatever. But whatever it is, they do it all for God. They do it because God presents it in front of them and says, hey, this is what I want you to do. And they go, yep, that's what we'll do because God told us that's what we should do. So flip back to the other scenario, the bad scenario. And let's say this guy and this girl, years and years and years and years and years later, after this guy's been through marriage after marriage after marriage after relationship after everything, uh, you got kids that are having issues, uh, whatever issues you want to throw, they probably got them. Uh, depression on everybody's side, you know, everybody's depressed, everybody's unhappy. And they're going through life missing something. They're missing something. There's a piece missing. And let's just say the guy finally gets it. He finally understands that he has been running away, running away. And that missing piece has been there or was there the whole time. It was there way back. And God shows him. He goes, son, if you would have just listened to me, if you would have just done what I wanted you to do from day one, whatever it was, this is the life you could have had. This is who I had picked out for you. But you knew better. And let's just say several years go by, 30, 35 years, however, it doesn't matter, 40 years, whatever. Keep in mind, they never, this, this man and this woman never dated because he went completely off the rails shortly after he was saved. So even though they were both saved, both baptized at the same time, he went completely off the rails and just walked it. He didn't even, have, he didn't even look at her. He was off doing all kinds of crazy stuff, drinking, partying, women, you know, then all the failed marriage, you know, et cetera. Et cetera. You know what I'm talking about. God's mercy is so great. Not only does he chastise you and make you see what, where you went wrong. He'll also fix it. He'll also let you, he, he, he lets you, I guess, serve the punishment, the chastisement. And then eventually he brings it all back around. Now, I'm not saying this is going to happen to everybody. I'm just saying that it is possible. And not only just people, you know, two people meeting or, uh, I'm talking about this could go for just about any scenario. This could be professional life. It could be like, you could be with the right person and you just chose the wrong professional life because you thought you needed money and you wanted a big house and you wanted all these riches and stuff and this worldly possessions. It ain't just about the relationship. I'm not talking about just the relationship. This could be, this could work for just about anything. But I'm just using the relationship as an example that in the first scenario, the guy eventually, eventually wakes up and eventually realizes that he needs to start living for God. 
He needs to start talking about Jesus. He needs to start doing what he should be doing or should have been doing for years. And out of and God's mercy is so great that he's going to make it possible to live out those few last few years with the person that he had picked out for him to begin with. I mean, it's kind of like a movie almost, you know, if you think about it. But in the process, he gets to see, finally, if you would have just listened to me, God's, you know, God would just, if you would have just listened to God, you would have been fine. Who knows what might have happened, you know? It's got to be, it's better than what you went through all these years and all the lives that you infected, including your own children, including other people's kids and, and other people and, you know, all these different crazy scenarios you could even imagine with all the different people involved. That if he would have just stayed home and done what God wanted him to do, his life would be much different. That, that void would have been filled right away. He wouldn't have been looking for something his entire life and never found it. And infecting people's lives and ruining, I mean, you know, maybe he didn't ruin their lives. But things would have been a lot different. A lot different. God will do that. He will absolutely do that to you. He will chastise you. He will give you up to a reprobate mind. He will give you up to your own sin. He will let you do it. Go ahead. Do what you got to do, bud. Or ma'am. All these things that you want. And here's the thing. Here's the, here's the real catch. It affected the other girl's life too. In the first scenario, think about it. He ran away from her. You know, he not only ran from her, he ran away from everybody. But what I'm saying is her life could have been different too. So you kind of, you start seeing that, man, you kind of screwed up their life as well. You infected their life and you weren't even there. Because if you would have stayed and let God work and developed everything, the whole relationship and everything, your whole financial thing would have changed, uh, your education, uh, your interactions with other people, who knows what God had planned for this guy. He could have had anything planned. It could have been a preacher. It could have been uh, you name it, anything. But he wanted to do it on his own. So he affected all of these lives throughout all of these years. So not only does this guy have to carry the burden of his own personal sin, but he also has to carry the burden of all the lives that he infected over the years. And only God can take that away. Only God can forgive you and make you realize how great God really is. Think about that. Think about that as you go through life and, you know, maybe just sit down someday and think about how your life could have been different if you would have followed God from an early age or when he was knocking on the door. And think about how many of the, all the different lives you, you've, you've affected and infected over the years. 
It sucks. It really does suck. And I'm not saying every relationship was bad and every interaction was bad or anything like that. But what I'm saying is a lot of those bad ones would have been gone. A lot of the bad things that happened to this guy's life or in this guy's life would have never happened if he would have just listened to God from day one. But God's going to give him another chance. And God can do that too. Yeah, he can give you up to your own sin. He can also save you when you least expect it. It might just happen out of nowhere. But he loves you no matter what you've done, no matter how far off the rails you traveled, no matter how many lives you've infected, no matter what sins you commit, no matter what feelings you have, Jesus is there for you. And I am thankful of that over anything else. Because despite me, despite what I've done in the past, despite what I continue to do on a daily basis, the thoughts, the lust, or just being a bad person, Jesus still loves me and he will forgive me. And he'll forgive you too. He loves all of you, no matter what you do or what you've done. So that's what I'm thankful for. What are you thankful for? I think that's what we should all be thinking about right now. If, you th- if you're thankful for Jesus, thank him. Thank God. That's who we should be thanking. So... There you have it, uh, episode 21 in the books. I just wanted to throw that out there. Sorry, I went a little bit long, but I had to. I just had to get that out. That stuff. It's something that's been on my mind for a long time, for at least a couple weeks, and I needed to get it off my chest. Um, just these scenarios popped up, and I was thinking, man, this is something I need to share. You know, I need to talk about it so that you know that no matter how bad you've screwed up your lives or how many how bad you've screwed up other people's lives, good or bad, God can bring it back around. And he will when it's time. Not in your time. He does it in his time. I promise you. And it might not be what you want or what you've ever wanted, but it'll be what you need. So uh, that's it for me. Again, please have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your time with family and friends. Make sure you uh, praise God. Thank Jesus. Thank God for everything because he is so good to us. No matter what, he'll provide for you. He's always taking care of me. Always. He can do it for you too. God bless every one of you, and we'll catch you again real, real soon with another Broken Man podcast. <laughs>